Hello and welcome to another episode of Know It All. I am Ragi Ayangar. I'm your host. And today we're going to talk about the industrialization of construction. With me is our special guest, Errol Wolfer. Errol's been a, a successful construction tech entrepreneur for over 30 years. Welcome, Errol. Thank you, Ragi. I've enjoyed working with you the last 20 of those 30 years, and I've seen you lead uh, the Revit technology, which is quite exciting. I know uh, I was part of Revit when it started in 1999, and we had this awesome leader, Leonid Riaz, who kicked off this concept of BIM, building information modeling. So we got it started, but your company, Autodesk, came in and bought it, and you've done an awesome job. Uh, I remember you as the leader of the Revit technology and brought in a lot of new innovations, bringing in Navisworks and BIM 360 and really taking it to a new level. But what I thought was quite exciting is you always had this background in industrialization. I know your years at Intel who is the supreme industrialization of construction? Because when you do one of those chip factories, you know, they're a billion and a half dollars, high precision, needed to be done very, very well. And it's been fun watching you take that knowledge, bring it to the construction industry, and start your company, Manifact On. Thanks, Errol. And uh, going back uh, as an industrial engineer and a long time at Intel, I've always been interested in uh, trying to get construction to become more like manufacturing and bring the best principles of manufacturing into construction. And and as you know, with uh, Manufacton, has become uh, the offsite construction platform as the construction industry is moving towards taking construction more and more away from the job site into the factories and in order to be able to get greater efficiencies in a manufacturing setting in these factories. And the whole idea behind this is to start looking at construction being not a one-time project process, but instead starting to think about productizing the construction process. That's where we are excited about how Manufacturn has been a good enabler for the industry towards industrialization of construction. As you know, we could use it in the construction industry. I love the industry, but our productivity has not been good. I mean, if it were industry, we're we're like Henry Ford in 1917. Uh, we're doing everything on a customized basis. And gosh, it would be nice to move to 1924 and, and uh, get some more efficiencies to get the buildings built less expensively, much less bring it to the 20th century. You know, construction in the last 30 years, according to McKinsey, has not done well. Every other industry, take the automobile, aeronautical, all the other industries, even agriculture and fishing, uh, have improved, and many by 1,500%. And construction, as I say, has been rather lame. They do about 8% productivity gain in the last three years. That is not very good. Now, the real downside about that is it not only has hurt productivity for construction, but construction actually contributes 
42% of the carbon <laughs> going in the air and uses 40% of the energy. So there is yet another thing that we need to be more productive and wise as we build our buildings because we're really hurting things for our children and our grandchildren for the future. But I believe Manifact On and the principles it's bringing will really enhance productivity. And we're going to see a great leap ahead for creating buildings in a fashion that takes into consideration the function of the building, the aesthetic of the building, the cost of the building, and very importantly, the environmental component and the safety of the building. If we could address those things I call faces, that would really, really be significant. And I think Manifact On has a lot to contribute to make those things happen. To your point, Errol, when we talk about the industrialization of construction, you know, does that does not mean creating identical buildings, right? It's the whole idea there is that you are changing your process, you're taking construction away from the job site, taking that into the factories, you're productizing it so that you can build and uh, in the factories you can manufacture things and be more creative in how you're producing them and the shapes that you can put together and so forth in a factory setting and then have the job site become more like an efficient assembly operation. So in that context, you know, construction is really becoming more of a supply chain optimization at the job site, but the actual buildings themselves do not necessarily need to be identical. Love to hear your thoughts on how the whole idea of productizing uh, and where architecture can, you know, play a significant role in kind of moving this to the next level. Let's look at first the environment and all the CO2 going in the air and using up so much energy. A lot of that is attributable to the mechanical, electrical, and plumbing. And HVAC, heating and ventilating, air conditioning, heating and cooling, now take 17% of the energy in the United States. That is ridiculous. I mean, you could take all the automobiles and it's 12%. So if we could address the heating and cooling of the building, that would be a huge breakthrough. There is a place where I see Manifact On being so strong because you, you don't want to fabricate heating and cooling on the site. It's dangerous. It's slow. So to to one, have the equipment all delivered at the right time and assembled on the site at the right time is very important. But all the ductwork, it shouldn't be hand fabricated and created on the job site. It's dangerous. It's slow. It's inefficient. Those are some principles. So I think the MEP area is a huge opportunity for breakthrough in cost because it tends to be 35% of the cost of the building. And again, the inefficiency. Could, you know, you know, can you imagine heating and cooling from, from buildings occupying 17% of the energy being used in the United States? And some of that is because it's not installed properly. It's not maintained improperly. And so these are all things that I think get to be addressed with Manifact On in a more 
calculated, thought-through stage. And then the other interesting thing, Errol, as you were talking about this, is the opportunity from for owners to look at this from a time to market. So you can shorten the duration of how, how long it takes to put a building together so that the building becomes uh, productive and useful much faster than in the traditional process. At the same time, as you said, it's going to be a lot more uh, environmentally friendly and uh, it's a lot you know, safer and a much more efficient way of uh, putting things together. Well said. And I, I think you're exactly right. Two, when one thinks about it, think about the people in the building. We got to think about their quality of life. In a sense, the productivity and the happiness of the people in the building. If it's not put together well and it's not a place where the CO2 is being kept at the right range, the oxygen is being kept at the right range, the heat and temperature, humidity, all of those things, if those are right, and let's say a lot of natural light, if all those things are right, the people in the building are going to be more productive and happier. That is huge aspect of doing it right you know, having a modern jet built or all the way back to the cars. Look at, you know, something from 1917. Maybe we're into 1925 cars now with some degree of production, but we're certainly not into 2020 cars or 2021 cars. It's that type of leap ahead that I think these manufacturing principles that you're bringing with Manifact on are going to help us with our industry and truly is going to help the quality of life of the people in the building. That's awesome. And I don't let people don't may not know your uh, deep uh, connection into the, the building product manufacturers. I just want to take a step in, in there to talk through that because what we are seeing is a lot of the single trade contractors like the mechanical, the electrical, they are now taking on additional scope and moving into doing multi-trade where they could bring in carpenters, they could bring in other trades and create entire volumetric bathrooms, for example, and send it over. So, th- so everyone's looking at trying to do more, get take more of the scope of the building that they could do in their factories and deliver over to the project. And in that, I start, I'm starting to see a lot of interest and from the building product manufacturers where they want to take things to that next level where they are not just products, but they're actually systems. And are so do you want to just kind of talk through some of that, uh, Errol, in terms of what do you, your insights are on the building product manufacturers? The building product manufacturers are quite important. Whether they're the curtain wall manufacturers, we're seeing great strides done where people look at, let's say, the curtain wall and manufacturing them in a way that it's not even just protecting the outside of the building, but it's actually generating energy itself. In a sense, giant places to create solar energy, let's say, as well as the beauty of the exterior of the building, as well as the appropriate lighting coming into the building. So that curtain wall system, the exterior parts of the building are so important. Of course, we've mentioned the mechanical and the electrical, how vital that is. I think it's it's very interesting that York 
has combined with Johnson Control, has combined with the fire alarm systems, and they're able to prefabricate and deliver these components together. And as you say, the mechanical electrical contractor aren't sitting there fighting over the space or who gets in there first because it's coordinated because so much of the product has been pre-manufactured and delivered and very expensive. You know, the chiller system on the York system is big. It needs appropriate controls, especially as we get more sophisticated digital twins where you have sensors for the CO2. You have sensors not only for the temperature, but the CO2 and the humidity, things like that. So that that complexity demands, uh, I think, attention from the building product manufacturer and have more manufactured offsite delivered at the right time, at the right place, and have your skilled workers working in better kind of factory conditions than out in the elements putting things together. And of course, safety construction is one of the most dangerous livings there is. And the safety of constructing buildings, a lot of effort's been put into it, but there's still a lot of injuries happening. And I think this pre-manufacturing and pre-thinking things through and assembling it on the site rather than trying to fabricate so much on-site is a great area of movement we're going to see ahead. And as you say, those building product manufacturers are really working on this. And I I think what one, one's going to see is more of these manufacturers coming together and maybe even merging or at least coordinating a lot more together too between the mechanical electrical systems, the curtain wall systems, the ceiling systems, all of those need to be coordinated by the building product manufacturers. And I think we're going to see that evolve. That's really interesting, uh, Errol. And the other thing that I see happening here is this progression in terms of the evolution in these factories, I think is there's going to be a massive innovation boom as a result of this industrialization of construction, because today what they are doing is taking physical construction that they were doing at the job site and doing it in a factory. And then as that kind of think about it in more like batch processing. And then they're now starting to talk about how instead of doing that, we can have a much more efficient way to, to produce things in the factory uh, using an assembly line approach and getting into a, a, a more of a manufacturing flow. And then from there, I'm starting to see early work where they're saying, why are we limiting ourselves to materials used in on the job site to support stick construction? We can be much more innovative in a factory setting with more advanced materials, which then results in advanced technologies in terms of automation and 3D printing and so forth that can help drive all of that from a very sophisticated you know, design platforms to, for, to truly be able to realize the visions of the architect in terms of how the buildings of the future can come together. So I see industrialization of construction kind of helping be a spur a significant amount of innovation over the next decade or two. I think you're right. I think there's another area too I, I've you know, gotten a chance to work over in China. One thing I have been really impressed with the Chinese is how they've gone vertical. In their cities, they realize 
if we're going to have good quality housing and everybody wants to seem to live in this city, you better, you better go up 30, 40 stories. You just need to take advantage of that. If you're going to have a large pop- part of your population properly getting good living standards, having it be healthy, having it be uh, clean, and you know, having the appropriate, again, CO2 and oxygen and those levels, you could do a lot more by going vertical having a 30 to 40 story building and really providing better housing housing and and you could do it at a reasonable price because you are manufacturing it so it's clean it's good quality uh, rather than kind of the haphazard way we do our low rent housing right now so i think yeah so to summarize, so, uh, so this industrialization of construction, as we talked about it, is really not about creating identical buildings, but actually, you know, kind of changing how we think about designing buildings, uh, uh, building the buildings, living in these buildings, and the pro- and in through this process, I think it's going to impact everyone's lives, and it can have a significant impact over time. Errol, any other further thoughts on that? Yeah, I think you're exactly right. In this industrialization of the buildings could bring on a new era of cleaner health, cleaner air, cleaner water, better living conditions for people, and it will, I think, create a, a greater happiness. And in a lot of ways, architects and engineers will have more creativity and doing varied buildings and thinking things through and even creating more natural buildings by having this freedom of having a lot of things pre-done for you already and you creatively put them together. So you're right, Earl, and uh, you and I have been involved in this uh, for over 30 years and seeing how construction has been evolving. And it's really exciting to see what the next 20 years is going to look like based on all the early trends towards uh, the industrialization of construction and what that's really going to do to transform the entire uh, construction life cycle. And thanks, Errol, for sharing your insights with us. And thank you all for listening in on another episode of Know It All. Join us again next time. <laughs>